What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Autumn Wind Podcast, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Really excited to have everybody listening in today because we're going to dive into the most widely debated topic in Raider Nation as of the last few weeks, maybe second most behind quarterback, and that's wide receiver. It's no secret we're going to draft one, probably high, and we could draft a few of them. And more specifically, I'm going to break down how we got here and who we're going to look at. And I think it's clear uh, that there's a big three group of receivers that separate themselves from the pack. We're going to go into all of that. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I would love to get your guys' feedback on do you agree? Do you disagree? And what do you predict happening? So today I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen in next month's draft. And uh, who's going to be wearing silver and black catching passes next year in the Legion Stadium. So let's just go ahead and dive into this. For all the listeners out there, I think we can all unanimously agree that the big three draft prospects at wide receiver are C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs III. There are a lot of other good names after those three guys. But I don't think it's much of a question at this point who the uh, the primary targets are going to be for teams in the draft, which is uh, coming up here pretty quickly, assuming it doesn't get pushed back. So don't worry. We're going to talk about all three guys extensively. But before we do that, I think it's important for us to touch on how did we get here? How did we get to a point where we are so decimated at wide receiver that we need to draft one in the first round, possibly two in the draft. Uh, it's not that far-fetched. Uh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about Gruden's receiver history since he came back. I'm not going to talk about the early 2000s when he had two Hall of Fame receivers and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. Those were the glory days uh, of Raiders in modern history and recent history. Um, but let's talk about the current state of the Raiders at wide receiver. So Gruden came in in 2018. He talked about Amari Cooper being the centerpiece of his offense. We all know Amari Cooper, former first-round pick. He was drafted in the 2015 draft and uh, really burst out the gates uh, f- from the get-go. 2015-2016 uh, started his young career off with back-to-back 1,000-plus-yard seasons. 2017 kind of had an off year, had some drops, started to disappear in games. Gruden comes in, talks up Cooper in the offseason, centerpiece of the offense. Now, this is 2018 now. And then he trades him. Uh, Cooper was definitely disengaged by that point, kind of mentally checked out with the organization. He had some words uh, for the organization after that, but that's all behind us. So we traded Amari Cooper for a first-round pick, traded him to Dallas, of course. He just re-signed with Dallas. That pick turned into Jonathan Abram. I'm excited about Abram, but we haven't truly seen him play yet. He tore, I believe, his rotator cuff in week one last season. So we only saw him play one true full game. But if he is as good as I think he could be, and I hope all of us think he could could be, Jonathan Abram could be a stud for this defense. But that was the first big move at receiver that Gruden made where he traded away his former Pro Bowl receiver, Amari Cooper. But Gruden's definitely been busy in terms of receiver trades. Actually, before that, he had a couple of subtle trades. So if we could all remember the 2018 draft, Gruden traded for Martavis Bryant, 
uh, for a third-round pick. He gave up a third to get Martavis. The White Tiger, as Gruden likes to call him. Sometimes he appears, and sometimes you don't know where he's at. It's almost like a mystical creature. That was Martavis Bryant. He had some off-the-field issues in Pittsburgh. I don't think he got along quite well with uh, Mike Tomlin over there. And he got ousted in Pittsburgh. Didn't work. So Martavis, in his brief career with the Raiders, had 19 receptions for 266 yards. So safe to say Martavis was a dud of a trade. Third-round pick for Martavis. Third-round pick gone. Martavis is still out of the league, by the way. This is 2018 offseason to keep track of the timeline. So the other trade Gruden did that offseason was he traded Jihad Ward, who was a former second-round pick of Reggie McKenzie, an absolutely awful pick. So I wasn't mad about trading Jihad, but he traded Jihad for Ryan Switzer. Switzer never played a single game for the Raiders. So shortly after Gruden traded for Ryan Switzer, he went on to trade Switzer to the Steelers, ironically, for a fifth-round pick. The good news is that fifth-round pick turned into Hunter Renfro, who was a surprisingly bright spot on our offense last year. So that's a little silver lining in all these Gruden wide receiver transactions. That pick turned into Hunter Renfro, so I'll take that. Uh, But the rest of it that I just mentioned was not good, right? The big one, we all know what I'm talking about. I hate to say his name on the pod. I have no choice but to say it because it is etched into history, was Antonio Brown. This was March of 2019. Gruden traded a third and a fifth round pick for the all-pro receiver who forced his way out of Pittsburgh, torched every relationship, and burned every bridge in Pittsburgh. And uh, Gruden traded for him anyways. Uh, obviously, uh, AB said all the right things, kind of, when he first got traded to Oakland. And come training camp, he had frozen feet, threatened to retire uh, because he could no longer wear his old helmet, which was considered outdated. And uh, the Raiders were going along with it uh, and until Mike Mayock kind of had enough of AB literally never practicing because of the helmet. And, and I, we all remember this, but it's kind of fun to go down memory lane. AB cussed out Mayock. He wiretapped Gruden, posted it on YouTube, demanded a, 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 to be released via Instagram. And then he got released. You, you know the rest. Um, sorry to bring up bad memories for, for you guys, but it, it is history and it did happen. AB didn't work. You guys know the rest. You could check his social media accounts to see what he's up to. So A.B. didn't work, right? Another Gruden trade that was awful. Then we traded a 2020 sixth-round pick for Trevor Davis, I believe from the Packers. Trevor Davis was as brief of a stint as you can have. He had a nice, I think it was a reverse touchdown against the Colts. He really showed off his speed, but that was about it. He had a very costly fumble in London against the Bears. Uh, another uh, terrible fumble as well against the Chiefs in Kansas City, and he was cut shortly after. So the Trevor Davis experiment was very short-lived. Last but not least, Gruden and Mayock also traded for Zay Jones, the former first-round pick of Buffalo, for a 2021 fifth-round pick. I literally want to yawn when I think about Zay Jones, because he was an absolute phantom 
on the field last year. No plays, zero impact. Quite frankly, if you're watching the game, it would be hard to even notice that he was out there. I mean, just absolutely zero impact on the game. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Zay Jones. He may have a chance to compete to make the roster, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't hold my breath on him being a big part of the offense. But uh, long story short is uh, Zay Jones was probably not a great trade uh, for the Raiders, right? So moving along. Just recently, there were some trades around the league that I'm sure Gruden and Mayock were tempted to participate in, but wisely did not. Well, I can't say wisely. They, they didn't participate. So we all remember DeAndre Hopkins suddenly traded to the Cardinals and Stefan Diggs traded to Buffalo. Two Pro Bowl-type, All-Pro-type receivers. I'm sure it had to have been tempting to trade for those guys. But if Gruden's recent wide receiver trade history tells us anything it tells us that he's not good at trading for wide receivers so i am happy we did not do that this offseason because the history has been rocky at best in recent memory of gruden trading for wide receivers so free agency we did not pull the trigger on any big names or big contracts in free agency for wide receiver we did sign nelson aguilar who was a former first round pick of philadelphia uh, he's been up and down. I think he can be a fourth receiver for us, third at best, and a special teams contributor. But he's not going to be the uh, the shiny piece in Gruden's offense. So where does that take us? To the draft. And uh, I don't think it's a secret at this point that we're probably going to draft a receiver high, which means probably in the first round, and I'm hoping at 12. And we can debate that back and forth all day long. Vic Tafer of The Athletic, and by the way, I'm a big Vic Tafer fan. Vic, if you're listening to the podcast, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Um, but with all that said, I disagree with your opinion on this. So Vic is skeptical that the Raiders are going to draft one of the big three receivers if they're on the board at 12. We'll see. Time will tell. I disagree with them. I think the Raiders are going to draft one of those guys at 12, uh, and I'd be shocked if they didn't. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what Mayock and Gruden decide. But as I mentioned, I think we all know who the big three people are. It's CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs. Uh, three completely different receivers with different skill sets. And uh, that just they just bring different things to the table. So let's talk about these guys and uh, what, what they could potentially bring to the silver and black. So I'll start with CeeDee Lamb. CD is a receiver out of Oklahoma, as I'm sure you know. Uh, very powerful, um, can make acrobatic catches. A little bit of background on CD is uh, he actually grew up in the New Orleans area, moved to the Houston area after Hurricane Katrina as a kid, and he's pretty much been a three-year starter at Oklahoma. Really came on during his sophomore and junior seasons. Played with two Heisman winners. He played with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield and also played with a Heisman finalist in Jalen Hurts. So he's definitely played with some good quarterbacks, which never hurts, right? 2019, taking a look at the, the stats where CD was definitely the primary receiving option in that offense. 62 receptions, 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns. Those are monster numbers. Great 2019 year for CeeDee Lamb. Had some 
big plays and big games. He had the catch and run against uh, LSU that went on to win the national title and uh, some big touchdowns against Texas in the Red River rivalry. So what does that tell me? It tells me that CD is a gamer. He is not afraid of the moment, and that is huge for a wide receiver. And hopefully that's huge for the Raiders. Hopefully we are on the national stage playing in big games uh, with the pressure on us, like a, like a uh, heavyweight boxing match. That's what I'm hoping Vegas turns into. But anyway, CD's a big big play guy. Big play guy, big game guy. Uh, how would you, I describe his uh, playing style? He's a physical yards after the catch receiver. He breaks tackles. You can't arm tackle him. Very strong lower body. Uh, not a crazy amount of wiggle, uh, but he can make plays in the open field. You want to just get the ball to him. Uh, and, and I think I could even like him to a, a D-ball Samuel of just like a physical, sturdy, sure-handed receiver. Great hands, uh, very strong hands. He, he impressed at the combine, impressed at the pro day, and uh, he can make some acrobatic catches. And uh, the player comp, I know we all love player comps, is actually DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's a pretty good comparison. Uh, physical, probably not an elite route runner, um, but he can make a lot of things happen, whether it's with acrobatic catches in traffic or making guys miss or running through guys. So for all my combine nerds out there, I'm going to talk about the combine a little bit. So C.D. Lamb, this is how he measured up. 6'2", 198 pounds. He ran a 4.50 40-yard dash. With a 34.5 vertical jump, 100 sorry, 124 inch broad jump, and 11 reps on the bench press. So pretty good speed for a receiver. 4.5 is solid. He's not rec- breaking any records, but it's solid, and I think it matched what you see on tape. Uh, good size at 6.2, about 200 pounds. He'll probably put some weight on. I, I would think in the NFL, and a pretty good athlete overall. So that is the breakdown on CD Lamb. Next up, Jerry Judy. He is the receiver out of Alabama. I'm sure you all know that. And he was the primary target for two attack of Aloha in that offense uh, under Nick Saban. few background things on Judy. Judy is a South Florida native. And there are a lot of good, talented receivers to come out of that South Florida area. Uh, Antonio Brown, who I know is not any of our favorites. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, probably not our favorite anymore. Uh, Chad Johnson, uh, amongst others. Florida produces a lot of uh, athletes, a lot of NFL talent. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Florida has the most, the state of Florida has the most players in the NFL out of any state, followed up by California. So just a, a random sidebar there in case you were wondering. All right, going back to Judy. Judy won the Bolitnikoff Award in 2018. He also played with Jalen Hurts uh, before Hurts transferred, um, who C.D. Lamb obviously played with and broke out with. 2019 stats. Jerry Judy, 77 receptions. So he had more receptions than C.D. About 1,100 yards, so less yards than C.D. And 10 touchdowns, less touchdowns uh, than C.D. So C.D. has them edged out on yards and touchdowns. Judy has them edged out on the receptions. This is what you have to keep in mind, though. Jerry Judy was playing with arguably three other first-round receivers. Henry Ruggs, who we'll talk about shortly, but also Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, who will both probably be first-round picks in the 2021 draft, looking ahead a little bit. 
So Judy had to share the love. The ball couldn't go to everybody on every play, along with Najee Harris, and they always have good tight ends, and it was just a loaded offense. So for Judy to put up those kind of numbers, having to spread the ball around like that, in my estimation, is impressive. And uh, I think that's really something to, to keep in mind as we move along here. On top of that, Tua got hurt. So for a good chunk of the season, Judy played with a backup quarterback who was not Tua uh, and was not quite as polished as Tua. So that is something to keep in mind um, as well. So for my combine nerds out there, uh, Jerry Judy combine stats. So 6'1", 193 pounds. So a little shorter, a little bit lighter in the back pocket than Lamb. 40-yard dash. That's everybody's favorite drill at the combine. He had a 4-4-5 40-yard dash, so a little bit faster uh, than Lamb. Let's take a look at the vertical jump, 35 inches, so a little bit uh, higher vertical jump, and the broad jump was uh, 120 inches, so a little bit shorter than, than Lamb. So both of those guys had pretty good combines. I think they both validated what you see on film. How would I describe Judy? Uh, he's also a yards after the catch guy, just in a very different way. Judy is probably the most polished route runner to come out of the draft in a long time. And he kind of reminds me of Amari Cooper. And again, I know Cooper left on bad terms, but Cooper is a hell of a route runner. And if you don't think that's the case, or you're just being blind because you hate the guy because he got traded. Cooper is a great route runner, one of the best in the leagues. He has concentration drops, but he's a great route runner. Take that. I think Judy has that route running ability but is more explosive in game speed. That's how I feel about Jerry Judy. So who do you compare him to? I mentioned Cooper. Uh, I, I heard Odell Beckham as, as a comparison for Judy. I think Cooper's probably a better comparison stylistically um, in terms of how he plays. And I think Judy would also uh, bulk up, as I'm sure all of these guys will. So that's kind of the quick synopsis on uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, and let's go over to his teammate, Henry Ruggs III, who is probably the most polarizing of these three receivers going into the draft. So Henry Ruggs, he is a native of Alabama. He grew up in Montgomery and was also an elite basketball player uh, in high school. If you watch his highlights, the guy can just fly out of the gym uh, with his athleticism. So uh, obviously played with Hertz, played with Tua, um, along with uh, with Judy and, and those other guys. So Pretty comparable uh, situation to Judy, right? So let's compare Ruggs to Judy. They played in the same offense. So, Rugg, excuse me, Ruggs had 40 receptions to Judy's 77, 746 yards to Judy's 1,100 yards, and seven touchdowns to Judy's 10 touchdowns. So it was pretty clear that Judy was the guy. He was the wide receiver one at Alabama. However, something to keep in mind. Josh Jacobs, who is beloved by Raider Nation, he was not the guy at Alabama. Josh Jacobs was a backup his entire career, came on late, came in fresh into the NFL, and has turned into a bell cow, pro bowl caliber back in the NFL. Josh Jacobs, right? Can Ju- or, sorry, can Ruggs do the same thing? He was not the receiver one in that offense, but can you pluck him out of there, put him on an NFL offense, and make him that? It's plausible. Uh, I think Ruggs is a boomer bust. That's what, what's what's tough about him. I think he could turn into the next elite, uh, hybrids, fast, wide receiver, or he could just kind of disappear. 
Um, so let's talk about some stats from the combine on Ruggs. Ruggs absolutely lit the combine on fire. He crushed uh, Judy and Lamb in every category, essentially. So he ran a 4.27 40-yard dash, which is absolutely blazing speed. 5'11", 188, so he's the smallest of the three guys, which you can kind of see that in his build. 42-inch vertical jump. That is great athleticism. And 131-inch uh, broad jump, he did not bench. So in terms of pure athleticism, he's clearly the best. If this was just the Olympics, right? If this was just a track meet, Ruggs would, would be the clear-cut guy. And if Al Davis was still alive, we know who Al Davis would take. Uh, it would be Ruggs. So who do you compare him to? I'll tell you who I compare him to. And I think this is why I go back to being boomer bust. We've seen fast guys become stars and fast guys become nobody. Uh, uh, obviously, Davis coveted fast guys. He picked Hayward Bay over Michael Crabtree. Hayward Bay was faster, but was he a better receiver than Crabtree? No. Crabtree had better hands, better route running, etc. And he's had a better career. So is Henry Ruggs going to be Tyreek Hill? Or is he going to be Ted Ginn Jr.? That's his ceiling versus his floor. And I really believe that. Where is he going to land in that? I have no idea. Uh, is he going to go into an Andy Reid type offense and be utilized correctly? Possibly. Or is he going to go into an offense where he's not utilized correctly, where he's asked to route, run every route in the route tree, which he is not great at? I don't know. Uh, but that's the thing uh, that makes me a little bit hesitant on rugs. Could he be the first receiver off the board? He might be. There could be another Al Davis-type GM that falls in love with him. I really don't know. So if you ask me who I would go with, if bo- if all three of those guys are available at number 12, in my estimation, I would go with Jerry Judy, one. I think Judy is the safest. I think his floor is very high along with the highest ceiling. And he's one of those guys who has NFL route running at the college level. Plug him in from day one and, and, and let him work. I love Judy. I think he is a can't-miss prospect uh, in this year's draft. So Judy's my number one guy out of those three. From there, it's CeeDee Lamb. I think CD is a lot safer than Ruggs. Uh, a ton of upside, obviously, as all three guys do. And I really think that hop uh, comparison uh, is a good one. I think that's how he plays. Derek Carr loves those those back shoulder fades, uh, which I could I could see him lobbing those up to, to Lamb in Vegas and uh, the crowd going nuts. Uh, and then it's Ruggs. And then Ruggs is a third guy for me. Not that I don't like him. He could turn into a star. Absolutely. But he could turn into a journeyman, special teamer, gunner type guy. His ceiling is high. His floor is low. And that's what makes him boom or bust. Again, if any one of these three guys becomes a Raider, I will be their biggest fan and supporter. And I'll be rooting for them all the way through. Whether it's Ruggs, whether it's Lamb, whether it's Judy. But if you ask me who I'm rolling with at 12, if they're available... It's Jerry Judy. That's my personal take. I am not Mike Mayock. I am not John Gruden. I don't have that authority. And I'm not signing off on those checks. But that's who I would roll with if I had that. So we take a look at the draft. I think Lamb was linked to Arizona for a while because obviously he played with Kyler at Oklahoma. But they just traded for Hopkins. They still have Larry Fitzgerald. They drafted Andy Isabella. They have a lot of receivers. So I don't think he's going to Arizona anymore. But be on the lookout for the Jets. 
they already addressed their offensive line in free agency. They lost Robbie Anderson to the Panthers. They could be drafting a receiver, so one of these guys could be gone by the time we, we pick. And then the Niners are right there behind us uh, looking probably to draft a wide receiver. They, they traded uh, Buckner uh, for the Colts pick. So I think they pick out 13 now, right behind our 12 pick. So Judy, Lamb, Ruggs, that's my pecking order. And I really hope that we walk away with one of those three guys after the draft, even if it's Ruggs. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be excited to have them. Uh, so let's see what happens. I mean, Gruden and, and Mayock purposely didn't go out and spend money on a receiver. They purposely didn't trade a receiver. So I would be absolutely shocked if we walk away from the draft in April without one of these guys wearing uh, the silver and black. So let's wait and see. Let's see how it plays out. Well, folks, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Autumn Wind Podcast, Wide Receiver Edition. It's safe to say we're going to go out there and try to take a wide receiver one in the draft. Who that is, we're all going to have to tune in and see who that actually becomes. I think Tyrell Williams and Renfro will be back, along with all of our tight ends. But we have to solidify that wide receiver one position. And I would be absolutely shocked if we don't do that in next month's draft. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Happy to have you guys. We can be followed on Instagram and Twitter at Autumn Wind Pod. Look forward to recording another one soon and having a few guests on here. I appreciate all the support and I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one, everybody.